Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. People of the internet, welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight we are debating leftist groomers or lying accusers, and we are starting right now. So I am Kaz, host of Atheist Edge. Tonight we are joined by Fabian versus Jangles. And tonight we have uh, Jangles going first. Each person is going to have 10-minute opening statements, then a 50-minute opening discussion, and a 25-minute Q&A. So Jangles, at your first word, I will start the timer. Hi, everyone. My name's Jangles, and the last time I was on Modern Day Debate, it was during the live event they had, you know, the big in-person live event they had a few weeks ago. So after completely demolishing Alex Stein on a topic pretty similar to this, you might also remember a testy interaction I had with Arielle Scarcella during her panel after she accused teachers who supported queer students behind the parents' backs of being groomers. I flipped her off, and it was very classy, as I'm known to be. So during the Q&A of that panel, I confronted her about the use of that term, which means to coerce a child in order to sexually exploit them, and she tried to walk it back while also weirdly defending its use as a politically effective term. She, like most right-wingers who toss this term around these days, knows it isn't true but values the power it has to demonize their political enemies. I bring up this anecdote because hours later, a deranged loser killed five people and wounded 19 others with gunfire, uh, with gunfire at a gay club in Colorado. The motives haven't been set in stone yet, but today that person was charged with 305 criminal counts, including bias-motivated crimes. To be clear, while it is too early to definitively say what their motive was, it's hard to look at months and months of escalating rhetoric and attacks on queer spaces and assume that it was purely coincidental. What's not conjecture is the right-wing response to the shooting. On Tucker Carlson's show the following Tuesday, shootings will continue to happen until we end this evil agenda that is attacking children. From Matt Walsh, is it that hard not to cross-dress in front of kids? If it's causing this much chaos and violence, why do you insist on continuing to do it? From Tim Pool, we shouldn't tolerate pedophiles grooming kids. Club Q had a grooming event. How do we prevent the violence and stop the grooming? To be clear, the grooming event in question was a drag brunch to be held Tragically, the next day on the Transgender Day of Remembrance, a day devoted to honoring trans people murdered for being who they are. An all-ages drag brunch involves fully clothed performers singing and dancing to songs to an audience consisting of parents and their children. There is no reality in which an honest person can call this a grooming event unless they think gender nonconformity is not only inherently sexual, but infectious. The grooming rhetoric and the panic it has promoted relies on the dehumanization of all queer identities in order to be effective. If you saw us as people, you'd see that we have a perfectly reasonable and moral reason for wanting to normalize queer identities in society, and yes, that includes children. We were once children. We remember what it was like growing up in a society that viewed us as deviants, as evil, as diseased. We remember struggling alone because our family and friends and teachers and the media we consumed told us we were sick. We've fought for our rights for decades and not all of us lived to see the benefits. We want to create a better world, full stop. And that means we don't want to see innocent children ostracized and demonized for natural and benign variations in human behavior. 
That can only happen if gay and trans and gender non-conforming people are seen as a part of everyday life, which we are. That can only happen if it's okay to be gay or trans or queer. But that might sound dangerously close to reasonable, so instead the right has to pretend it's an evil plot to harm children. This national panic was never about protecting children. There's a reason there's no libs of TikTok exposing children who were brought to Hooters. There's a reason there isn't an uproar about grooming children every time Disney includes a straight romance in one of its kids' films. There's a reason that children can be inundated with depictions of gender all day, every day, but introducing the concept of a transgender person somehow sexualizes them. It's because plenty of people still see queer identities as inherently sexual and deviant and infectious. We still have work to do. For tonight's debate, Scott is in a difficult position. He said that the term groomer has nothing to do with sexualization. I know that's false. He knows it's false. And if you take a gander over at the more, uh, interesting characters in the MDD live chat on his side, uh, they know it's false too. This current queer panic is more or less a rehash of the CRT panic from 2020. And they didn't use groomer then. Use of the term didn't spike until March of this year, when the term became a popular slur against queer people who exist near children. The lie that they're coming for your kids has been levied at gay and trans people for as long as we've been marginally allowed to exist in society. The malicious sexual connotation is baked into the word, and that's why it's been politically effective to the point where we're only beginning to see the violence it has caused. This movement to use the term groomer to connect pride flags in classrooms or drag queens reading books to children to some nefarious pedophile plot was always stupid and false, but there's still just enough bigotry in the public zeitgeist to make it effective. It's inspired far-right militia groups to terrorize children at drag events. It's inspired lawmakers to baselessly outlaw effective medical treatments, and it, very likely, has inspired at least one person to fill five body bags not even a month ago. So, I'm interested to hear what defenses Scott has for its continued use. I want to hear Scott's reasoning as to why my earlier reasoning for wanting to normalize queer identities is grooming, but somehow the changes he no doubt uh, wants to implement in society uh, would not constitute as grooming. So, that's my opening statement. All right, thank you so much, Jangles, for your opening statement. And now we will kick it over to Fabian for his opening statement. At your first word, Fabian, the floor is all yours. Awesome. Yeah, I am uh, Scott from Fabian Liberty. Um, you know, you can find me everywhere. It's Fabian Liberty. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, yeah, wasn't expecting to see, um, somebody standing on the graves of, uh, of the LGBT community immediately in their opening statement, but, uh, let's go ahead and get into this before I can explain why the left are groomers. It's important that we define terms. Grooming is a word with many connotations, only some of which apply here. For example, if a CEO mentors a young man with potential in hopes of allowing him to ascend to leadership, one can say he has groomed, he's been groomed for this. So moving forward, I'll be using this definition. Grooming is the act of bringing a child into a sexual, political, or racial ideology, practice, cult, or lifestyle with the knowledge or consent by his or her guardians for the aim of isolating them from their family so the external party can abuse and manipulate them. So how does this apply to leftism? Sure. We've all seen the dozens of cases of crazy blue-haired deer people on libs of TikTok. We also recognize this is the excess of a country of 330 million people. These individual cases are horrific and often involve love bombing, blatant indoctrination, secrets from parents, and a laundry list of abuses. They're a distraction, however. They're simply the fallout, the symptom of a far more pernicious and evil encroachment on your children and this country. 
Groomers in schools are woke individuals engaged in the praxis of woke ideology or critical consciousness. The philosophy speaks through them. As Carl Jung famously stated, people do not have ideas. Ideas have people. Those blue-haired deer people are simply ideologically possessed. Many Americans, especially conservatives, are finally waking up to the excesses of wokeness and the attack on their children, but they fail to see the larger picture. The entire field of education is overtaken with a philosophy that is both pedophilic and Marxist. Sounds crazy, right? I'm sure that my opponent will attempt to call me a conspiracy theorist. He's done so before. Um, the problem is, is that I've actually read queer theory. Um, so let's look at some of the evidence. Claim number one, wokeness is pedophilic and thus the woke are sexual groomers, at least in some capacity. Well, Gail Rubin's Thinking Sex, which is the foundational document of all queer theory, uh, is overwhelmingly pro-man-boy love. So much so, in fact, that she's quoted on Nambla's website. Um, Pat Khalifa, author of Macho Sex and Public Sex, is explicitly pedophilic in much of her, uh, well, his literature now. Um, Judith Butler uh, regularly advocates for the destigmatization of incest. Foucault, who's often called the father of queer theory, was potentially a pedophile. We don't really know. Um, but he did sign a petition along with much of the French postmodernists to abolish the age of consent, um, including for infants, along with Sartre, Derrida, etc. David Evans, another famous queer theorist, and college textbooks and many other theorists advocate for sexual citizenship for children. That's in quotes. And claim that childhood innocence is a myth that actually harms children. FY, David Evans also laments that prepubescent children aren't sexually active. Um, that really puts Marcuse's uh, eco, uh, eros and civilization in a new light, doesn't it? Claim number two, wokeness is Marxist. This is only a secret to general discourse. Nearly every sociology professor and textbook will state that Karl Marx is the father of critical theory. The first sex education programs were developed by George Lukács in 1919 during the brief Hungarian Marxist revolution to destroy kind of Gromsky's idea of cultural hegemony of religion and family. Lukács went on to inspire many at the Frankfurt School who explicitly wanted to reframe Marxism into cultural institutions. They called this cultural Marxism, and so did Wikipedia until 2014. But it is here that critical theory is born. Queer theory is Marxism, rebranded to apply to heteronormativity. And just like critical race theory, critical legal studies, critical gender studies, etc., it is anti-capitalist, anti-individualist, and pro-communist. Just ask any critical theorist how they, would feel, how they feel about capitalism. Okay, but what about the third claim? I kind of slipped it in, right? That the field of education is overtaken by critical theory. Well, Paulo Freire, father of critical pedagogy, is the number one cited social scientist, period. I'll repeat that. The father of critical pedagogy, an ideology of praxis on how to specifically train people to become literate in critical consciousness, to bring about the communist revolution, is the number one cited social scientist with over 480,000 citations. And his pedagogy of the oppressed has well over 100,000 citations. To put that in perspective, that's only about 100,000 less than Sigmund Freud, the father of psychology, with none of his works even approaching pedagogy of the oppressed. So I think it's very clear that academia is infected with these ideas. 
Transformative social emotional learning is explicitly designed to destroy individualism and create a critical democracy that is equity focused and anti capitalist. Well, Second Step brags that they bring social emotion, uh, social emotional learning to over 16 and a half million children annually in elementary school. That's 34% of all U.S. elementary schools. And Second Step openly supports transformative social-emotional learning, giving teachers and students resources to push diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives, social justice through psychological interventions on your children. Psychus, Sex Education for Social Justice, writes the National Sex Education Standard adopted by many states. Oh, and they just happened to do a recent conference with Second Step, Ibram X. Kendi, Sumi Cho, and Crenshaw, and they all openly admitted that critical race theory is in your schools and that we need more of it. According to Psychus, 61% of universities require that sexuality classes under gender studies, women's studies programs be taken for a health education degree. These are the same classes that are teaching childhood innocence is a bourgeois myth to prevent child sexual liberation. Yeah, pedagogy in America is fucked. So, given that education is seemingly full of leftists using psychological interventions to indoctrinate your children into an ideology that is pro-pedophilia, so long as it brings about the destruction of cultural hegemony, and Marxists, do you have a better word for the people who run cover for this than groomers? I doubt it. See, the real problem is that right-wingers are starting to wake up, and they're kind of seeing what's happening. And worse, they found a word that gets under the left's skin. Just like the decade of being screamed at that you're a fascist, a Nazi, a bigot, a xenophobe, a racist, an ableist, or you're <gasps> fatphobic. Except this one works. Groomer. Okay, thank you so much, Fabian, for that opening statement. And we will go ahead and move to the uh, the uh, open discussion. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to let everybody know, especially if it's your first time joining us here at Modern Day Debate, that we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we want you to feel welcome, no matter what walk of life you're from. And if you have a question or a comment for one of tonight's debaters, fire into the old live chat and be sure to tag me at Modern Day Debate. Super chats go to the top of the list. All we ask is that you please keep it civil, attack the argument and not the person as insults will not be read. And that goes for the general discourse in the live chat as well. Um, our guests are linked in the description below, whether you're listening on YouTube or via the podcast on our many platforms. So click the links if you like what you're hearing uh, and hit the subscribe button because we have plenty more debates coming that you don't want to miss, including... Uh, let me just... Pull that up real quick. Sorry. Uh, we have Daniel Hakikachu versus Michael Jones coming up and Alex Stein versus Hunter Avalon. Those debates are in the works, so please hit the subscribe button if you want to check those out. And with that, we will go. And, oh, by the way, going to be planning an after-show open mic debate uh, discussion uh, after the show tonight. So if uh, you guys want to continue the conversation there, both of the debaters are invited, so maybe they will join us. And then... You guys can continue to uh, break them with your questions. So with that, we will go ahead and kick it into the open discussion. Gentlemen, at your first word, the floor is all yours. Okay, I have two big questions. I guess I'm still a little bit confused. You, you, talk to me mm -hmm. like I'm an idiot. Uh, is grooming about pedophilia or not? You kind of like, the first part of your opening statement was about how grooming actually, it's not linked to pedophilia. It's, that's not how you're using it. But then like half of the rest of your opening statement was trying to connect wokeness to pedophilia. So is pedophilia a part of grooming or not? 
Yeah. So the, the problem here, I think is that, um, is, is maybe you missed the portion where I'm talking about the philosophy, right? Um, so yeah, there's, there's a connotation of pedophilia there, but it's not necessarily. So it is. So, so grooming is definitionally like it involves, it has a sexual connotation. So, so, that's what right, everybody well, so, uses it as. That's what you know it as. That's what the entire right, chat right, right. knows it so, as. That's so why. That's not, why you're using it, and that's why you went on okay, this long so relax. like connecting it to pedophilia. Relax. Okay. Relax. So you you told me to explain it to you like a child. So listen like a child. Um. So there's a difference between an individual insult accusing that individual of pedophilia, right, as opposed to calling someone a groomer because they instantiate a philosophy that is wrapped up in pedophilia, or at the very least. Um, the the destruction of the barriers that protect children, right? So when someone is a queer theorist and they're actively supporting queer theory, right? They're actively supporting ideas such as getting rid of the bourgeois mythology of child innocence and using Frarian um, cult indoctrination against your children um, to, to destroy their ability to categorize things. Um, so it's both political and sexual grooming in a way um, that can be utilized by bad actors, um, especially. You know, OK, so you are using grooming. Like you are intentionally like letting people know that as part of grooming, the pedophilic, the sexual connotations are a necessary component of fully understanding what you mean when you say groomer. That brings me to my next question. And this is the, mm -hmm. the problem that all conspiracy theorists have. There's this grand conspiracy that, uh, uh, that is like top down and, and it's like uh, in its only evil motives. It's Saturday morning cartoon villain motives to destroy capitalism mm -hmm. and infect the West that requires that would require like an amount of coordination that should mean that we're like on top of the fucking world and like we should be able to control everything and the problem you're running into is I gave a reasonable what I think is a very reasonable uh, goal for my uh, what I want in society all right so and I can't yeah, but you're against all these you're against the philosophy so there's two problems with that. no no right? no, no okay one... let's I want you to address like Tell me if no, this no, is like, no, well, tell me, me, no, tell me if this before is woke ideology. No, before we tell pivot. me if this, if this is grooming. No, like, do you remember my, part of my opening I, statement when I respond? said, like, I want no, you to see us as people? You're pivoting. I'm not pivoting. pivoting. Let me just, I'm not pivoting. Let me just point out I'm not pivoting. Things. I'm dismissing. No, I'm, I'm dismissing about the to... conspiracy theory angle, and I want okay, to ask guys. you a direct question. Right, 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 right. So let me let me just respond to the first part, right? So the first problem is that you don't need a conspiracy theory when like interests a lot. Right. It's a great George Carlin quote. I'm not saying that there's a conspiracy theory. I'm saying that there is a philosophy that is promulgated um, that is being it, that is being brought forward. That's critical consciousness. Right. So I'm talking about a philosophy. You're saying it's a conspiracy theory. I I've not laid forward any conspiracy thus so far. So you you accuse me of something that you can't prove because I've yet to state a single conspiracy. The, so you're saying that there's this coordinated effort that all of this stuff that we're talking about, what what right wingers typically describe as grooming, it's all part of this coordinated effort. And you really made it seem like it's coming from like these these philosophers who believe things that I'm a little bit tenuous. I don't know if I trust your uh, your description of them. I can but quote I, if you want. But as part of my opening statement, I gave what I thought was a reasonable uh, a reasonable outcome for society that I want with I can only answer yeah, myself. But you right? go against. So no, 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 no. I want you to. I want you to say. I want you to. But you're answer wrong. this question. I you want don't you to understand. Answer. Oh, Fabian, let's let him finish I his thought. Let him finish his thought, Fabian. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. how about you talk to me? I can't. I can't answer for the, all the queer theorists. Uh, and you can tell me if this is queer theory or not. But remember the part of my opening statement. Like, what part of mm -hmm. that do you think was grooming? Like uh, specifically the part where I was like, uh, if you saw us as people, you'd see we have a perfectly reasonable and moral reason for wanting to normalize queer identities in society. Yeah, and that goes against. So th that's a talking point that shields uh, the lie of the philosophy, right? So, so I'm trying like to shield the lie of the philosophy that I secretly believe in when I do that. 
See, this is what I was talking yeah, about. So, it can't, that seems too reasonable. So it has to be this like weird conspiracy theory where we're no, no, we no, no, to, like, pet, you just like, don't understand. You just society. don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand what you're talking. I'm, t I'm talking so about my me, reasoning. I do okay. know what my reasoning your is. Reason, now I want you yeah, to address you, that. Okay. You can't. Okay. You you keep you keep talking over me because you realize that I know what I'm talking about. And you don't. So just no. relax for a second. Take a deep breath. Let me explain to you why you're wrong. I want you. No. Why am I wrong with my reasoning? Hold on, Jangles. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Fabian. Let me let me speak. Yeah, so again, when you say that you you claim a, a group thing that that we're asking for. Now, if you as an individual just want people um, to accept individuals for who they are, congratulations, you should join the libertarians, right? And you should fight against grooming, right? And you should fight against the left because it's the left and the queer theory, such as like uh, David Halperin, right? That says that queer theory is an identity without an essence, okay? This is a common aspect of all of the academic literature is that queer theory is about abolishing any form of rigidity or any categorization whatsoever. They don't want you, and the theory and the philosophy does not want you identified as a gay man. It wants to be gender abolitionist and abolitionist on all forms of identity. That is what the philosophy promulgates. And that is the entire point of adding all of these additional categories. So, no. No, there's a lot of disagreement in, in queer ideology. Like, I don't, queer theorists are not going to say, like, no, you can't identify as a gay man. They're not just straight up not going to say that. It's not that centralized. There's a lot of disagreement. And again, I can't answer for these, like, what these esoteric uh, people who no one's ever fucking heard of uh, that are apparently still influencing society. I want you to address what I'm thinking. He has 10,000 citations. It's right, not someone who's never 10, heard of. 10,000 citations. So on, I know, but on. you think, like, all, oh, like, the drag queens know that. You think that, you think that when, like, uh, the right-wingers are accusing people of being grooming, they're aware of all this shit? No, they're not. I want you to address what I was saying. That's not, so, like, yeah, for example, yeah. like, is would it be malicious? How about this? Well, you would asked me a question. Would it be malicious to have? Do you want me to yeah, here's the, the actual question? question I'm asking. All right. Oh, okay. Would it be so malicious? Would it be malicious to show? Would it be malicious to show pride flags to kids? Is that malicious? So again, you have to talk about like you're 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 taking an individual action, which is what mm -hmm. I knew that you would do, right? Which yeah, is that what I you're trying to do is you're trying to ice. No, you're trying to isolate things from the philosophy. And you're trying to make it a part the of the reason that, that you can't answer why that's wrong, so you have to make it a part of the conspiracy. It depends upon the context. Like what is what is like what's happening? Who is the person? Why are they doing the person? Right? Sure. So for example, I can we can talk about frary, we can talk about frarian concepts, right? So are they utilizing are they utilizing the flag as a means of conscientiation? Right. Are they trying to decodify by putting forward the flag? Right. Or is it just like, hey, this person likes gay rights and, and like they don't do anything about it? Or yeah, one of those are they using generative the concepts? Yeah, except that's that's not true. Like your inability to know anything about the philosophy or know anything about what's going on in this country. And you're you, and when I mention people that are extremely cited in queer theory and you prove that you didn't prepare for this debate doesn't mean that you can just play stupid and act like I'm a conspiracy theorist when you've still yet to demonstrate a single conspiracy that I've put forward. The conspiracy is that you're trying to make all these you – know, like you don't want to talk about individual instances. That's I think that's part of the, the big thing. Like, so when you have something innocuous like a pride flag in a We can. No, it, yeah, when Just we talk about it's a distraction from the problem. Okay, no, okay. it's a distraction from the problem because I'm actually making you substantiate what you're you're trying to like prove in some sort of like grand uh, plan that we have to overthrow I've, America. I've, I've, I've so when, I, when I'm talking about like these individual instances, I want to know like the, the things that people. Thirty-four percent of all elementary schools. Like I've overwhelmingly hold on, substantiated. Hold on, Fabian. Fabian, hold on, hold on. Okay, Jangles, go ahead. Okay, the things that people call grooming that I see all the time mm -hmm. from right wingers. 
are not that fucking complicated, all right? They, it's like when a, a, a character in a Disney movie, the new one, that's gay. That's grooming now. That's that's sexualizing kids. Uh, you can you, okay? Can we start from there? That's ridiculous. That's not grooming kids, right? No, I don't give right. So again, fantastic. So that's great. No, let me. So so one of the problem is right is that conservatives are reacting to something that they don't quite understand. Right. They don't really most normies and most people, they have a set of values and they have a set of deontological beliefs. Right. And so if you cross their values in some way, they react. Right. This is why, mm -hmm. you know, pardon me using a Marxist term um, kind of inappropriately. But this is why people call the right reactionary. Right. Is that they see people attacking their children in kind of like different areas and they don't understand what's going on. Right. And so they've collectively used this word groomer to explain a phenomena that they haven't quite put their finger on the pulse of yet. What I'm doing is I'm showing the finger on the pulse, the philosophy and the ideology that causes some of these ideologically possessed people to do the crazy shit you see on libs of TikTok. Right. Okay. So just to be clear, you, you, the, the gay character in the Disney movie, that's not grooming. It's ridiculous to say that it is right. It's a stupid thing to say. It's not sexual. I mean, it, 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 de it depends upon the instance, but I don't, can't think of any from like Disney recently that's like grooming. Fantastic. It just looks like woke people making woke movies. Why is it woke to include a gay character in a movie? It's not woke to include a gay character. It depends okay, so on why. why. So I'll give so, you an example. So, makes it woke? so like Onward. So like Onward, right? I remember I was watching Onward and like I saw like geeks and gamers and some other conservative people and they were like, the Onward's got this woke scene. And I watched the scene with my kids and it's like, a lesbian cop brings up the fact that she has a wife. And I'm like, this isn't, this is just a lesbian existing. Like this isn't fucking grooming. Right. Excellent. Right. But then there are other, there are other examples, right? Not mm -hmm. necessarily with Disney. Right. But like where you can, you can see something and it's so laden with philosophy. You can like see that there's like all, like, I mean, like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a good, like feminist TV program, like Supergirl. Right. You watch Supergirl and it's just like feminist rhetoric is in every fucking episode. Right. What does feminist like, rhetoric she's look the like? Boss girl. Yeah, she's the boss. Like he's trying to like show that like traditionally uh, women have been like uh, dissuaded from taking positions of power. They've been uh, told that they're weak. They're uh, been told to be subservient to it. You know, varying degrees in society. And this and the, yeah, there is a feminist message to say that no, they can take charge. They can be the hero of their own stories. Yeah, right. So you recognize that there's a political message in it. And, like, yes, and, and, but I don't know why that's a bad thing. Yeah, Why I mean, like, taking, like empower take, women, taking like, you know, map mapping the margins. Right. And things like that. Like, yeah, obviously the personal is political. Um, why it's a bad thing um, is is in, in a media that you can choose to watch or not watch. It's it's not like you want to watch Supergirl, Excellent. watch Supergirl. If you don't want to watch Supergirl, don't fucking watch Supergirl. But when you're talking about people in public education, right, that are being specifically targeted. Um, by by cult indoctrination techniques. Uh, no, I'm not, not letting you do that. No, right? I am interrupting. Uh, cult indoctrination techniques. Come on, that's a loaded term. Yeah, that's not being that, fair. This, that's not a good faith. Oh no, I'm being to have a totally fair. I'm being. You're that's not. what social emotional learning is. It's not a cult. It's a cult indoctrination. You can disagree with it without it being a cult. That's actually no. It's literally it. cult indoctrination. It's technique. literally not. It's literally. Would not you like me to explain means. how it is? Sure, I, I, yeah, because it's going to say something that you really, really disagree with, and you're going to have some like great, uh, huge conspiracy nonsense to to back it up, like you have for the past like. No, no, no. Years. Like, so all you need to do is like read the research on transformative social emotional learning, right? And recognize that transformative social emotional learning um, is engaged specifically to destroy capitalism, um, to create a quote critical democracy, um, to destroy ideas of individualism and bias, and to uh, inform and educate Look everyone about critical you're consciousness. Going. Right? No, I'm literally just going. quoting highly cited research. To destroy capitalism. Over 300. To like, 
like to fucking it's literally in the research. Society. Want me to link it to you? Want me to link yeah, it to yeah, you? Yeah, show me where like right they here. want to like destroy society. Yeah, cool. Uh, or whatever. So like, yeah, because this, this like this is why this is where like the, the big red flag. Uh, why I, I just can't take this conspiracy nonsense seriously. It's Saturday morning cartoon villain logic. Like we want to be evil it's, to be no, evil. No, it's literally here. We want to so be like you literally accuse like my entire side, the woke side, whatever the fuck that is, of being inherently pedophilic. No, what the fuck? No. Yeah, no one wants, up with tons no one of is actually proof. advocating for pedophilia to be normalized and legalized. They're not. Yes, they are. So hold on. No, hold they're on. not. So let's go with that. Not in public nope, I'm discourse. Quote, I'm gonna quote research okay, with over fourteen hundred citations. All right. So quoting from David Evans from his um, Sexual Citizenship, the materials, uh, the material construction of sexualities by David Evans, chapter eight, embryonic sexual citizenship. He specifically goes into um, let's see. He, let me let me find it. Um, most arguably, Aries argued that within the sociability of the pre-capitalist machinery of alliance, children were integral participants in adult life. As soon as the child could live without the constant solicitude of, of his mother, his nanny or his cradle rocker, he belonged to society. Likewise, by the age of 10, girls were already little women, both with their corresponding rights and responsibilities. Others have disagreed, arguing that such definitions of the non-child were restricted to the nobility. And for that great majority of space, like I can, like, we can look at that. We can look at, um, yeah. What, what, what about that? Like, what about that was supporting your point? That's you just read all the true. fucking research, right? Yeah. That, that was just, no, you were supposed to bring up a quote. Yeah, I mean, like, when really you read paragraph your point, paragraph? what you read up was just descriptively true yeah it was a lot more normal back in the day back in the okay. early uh, industrial right, way to, like, to sexualize Gail children Rubin. way too early we've moved past that and it's Gail good Rubin. that we've moved past that Gail it's good Rubin that we're not sexualizing wrote... children and expecting Gail them to Rubin. have families at 12 Gail years old Rubin. Gail Rubin <laughs> 1978 in Leaping Lesbian right this is the this is the person that wrote Thinking Sex right which is the foundational document for queer theory here we go Youth liberation has argued for some time that young people should have the right to have sex as well as not to have it. And with whom they choose, the statutory structure of the sex laws has been identified as oppressive and insulting to young people. A range of sexual activities are legally defined as molestation, regardless of the quality of the relationship or the amount of in consent involved. The recent career of boy love in the public mind should, say, should serve as an alert that the self-interests of the feminist and gay movements are linked to simple justice for stigmatized sexual minorities. We must not reject all sexual contact between adults and young people as inherently oppressive. Sweet, that's stupid. Stupid. No one thinks that. Except no one, founder, no one, no, it's, no it's one in the, the founder of fucking queer theory. There's nothing found. Like, there's no single founder of queer theory. Yeah, that's a stupid thing for that person to say. All right, and yeah, that 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 absolutely is something that I do not agree with. The problem that you're running oh, into is that okay, like, so who is, want to look at modern? No, so examples? who is arguing that okay, today? Yeah, dude, how is that coming up today? Oh, a lot of people like this is okay, why it's so fucking hard to today. talk about that is because they any time that like again, if if, if we talk introduce kids to the concept that being trans is a thing or that being gay is a thing, now people like accuse that of being pedophilic. That's the problem we're having. Like that shit, what you just said, that, that that fucking sucks. That's not what the national conversation is. The national conversation is any things that would be normal if they were. I know you hate this word, cis heteronormative. Now all of a sudden are inherently sexual and deviant and exploitative of children. So yeah, that's no, the problem that we're running what into. Queer theory represents it, again, over and over again. We're not debating queer, queer theory. Theory. We're, queer. we're debating like the groomers slur. 
Yes, we're debating the philosophy that is being instantiated in our schools via social. Do you social, think that the ultimate goal of this is to get children to have sex with adults? Is that the implication? I think the ultimate goal is to weaken the children's ability to categorize things meaningfully so that through a Frarian system, um, people can develop the philosophy, right? They can teach the philosophy, which requires the destruction of cultural uh, hegemonies like Antonio Gramsci uh, laid out. They have to. What, what cultural hegemony are we destroying? Has, are we destroying? So you have to go after. The, so the five main categories of, uh, of cultural hegemony would be religion, family, education, media, and law. Let's go one right? by one. So law okay, would so let's be talk about religion. Critical okay, let's, legal let's studies. Let's go one by one. Media. Okay, let's right. go. Let's go one by one. Religion. How are we destroying religion? I didn't say that we're destroying religion. I'm saying that the philosophy, in order to be able this to philosophy you're, fully, you're has the, to go into these cultural hegemons. Yeah, you're making the case that well, we're trying to destroy all those things. One, let's talk about religion. How are we destroying religion? It seems like the attacks on religion today is like you can't discriminate against gay people. That's what the national conversation is. That's construed as an attack on religion. I don't buy that for a second. Said so the family. Who's trying to destroy families? No one wants to get. No one wants to separate healthy, happy families. No one wants to have kids grow up without parents. In fact, the the, the queer side of things. Wants I mean, more we both parents. know that's we not want, true. No, we both know that. that what the? No, like, we're not trying to destroy not families. Hashtag not all, though. Fair enough. Hashtag not all. All right. So we want to like yeah. make more families. We want uh, you know queer people to be able to adopt and raise kids like we've been doing for a while. And, and so I'm saying queer people, shows. right? It's an identity without an essence, right? Identity like, without. Um, it just means non cis heteronormative. And I know you hate that word, but that's that's what queer the umbrella term means. Right. It, but it, but it's it's a, it's a lack of a category, right? It's a, so not, it's, not it's not a lack of identity. It's, like you, it's you like saying atheism is a lack of a category. Also, no, a atheism is a is a rejection of a category. Okay, so it's uh, so queer is just not cis heteronormative. So you know what cis is, right? Yeah, you know what cisgender me, means? sort of. Sort of, yeah, cisgender. You identify with the sex you were assigned at birth. That's what cisgender is. Yeah. Trans will be not that. Okay, uh, heteronormative. That means like you're not attracted to the opposite sex. That's what that means. Yeah. And so that and so that's an umbrella term for all of these people. And these people are what normal. About these are normal aspects of human variation. And it seems like any uh, it seems like the grooming has to do with like introducing children to the concept that these people exist and that it's normal and it's not dangerous and you're not a deviant yeah, no. if you end up being gay or trans or any other flavor. The problem is that's the all that we're is... trying to do. And and, I, and we're being accused of like sexually yeah. ex wanting to exploit children, uh, of being pedophiles you do. for this, huh? Because, because I, I do. You do. I want, you to, I, I want to say a philosophy children? that wants to sexually exploit children. No, I don't. Politically exploit children. Yes, no, you I do. don't. No, you're see, yes, see, this, you is, do. this is how weak your arguments are. You have to pretend that I hold views that I don't. I laid out how my weak views. my I'm, arguments are. You haven't addressed any of my shit. You've just been gish galloping and freaking out. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, man, I'm trying and to get I, you to answer I like specific questions quote, about what my beliefs are. What is problems? What are the problems with my beliefs that you have? I've okay, told, so I told you, I want to normalize again, queer identities. Your, a lot of people would already say yes, that that's grooming. Queer identity is yeah, already a problem because it's a loaded term in a philosophy that is ultimately destructive towards our children's ability to be able to meaningfully have categories. Individualism. You know what's really fucking destructive? Develop. An anti-individualist? Like... Mm. Conversion therapy, keeping kids like teaching kids that no being gay is actually conversion therapy. Will you yeah. stop pretending I'm some weird Republican you're debating against and actually debate the issues that you're too afraid of? I, I'm I'm very afraid. That's why I agreed to the debate. Um, so, how do we? You know what? Maybe I'll ask you. What is the healthy way to let kids identify as gay or trans and let them become gay or trans if that's what they're meant to be? What's the healthy way of making sure that what they're is not the suppressed? Healthy? Can you make your question like meaningful, like? What is like? Do I have to describe the entire development of a child? Yeah, I, I want to know what the good version is. You told me what the evil version is. How do we make sure that kids who are going to grow up to be gay or are going to grow up to be trans? How do we make sure that they don't feel ostracized? How do we make sure that we're not you suppressing? You let them be gay. 
I agree. Now, how do we make sure that that's happening? Because there's still a lot of people in society that demonize queer folk, that demonize trans people, that demonize gay people. How do we? You win the do? argument, but it has nothing to do with what's going on in schools, and has nothing to do with any of the philosophy of critical pedagogy, which is the dominant form of education philosophy in our country currently. Okay, so, so do you agree with the "Don't Say Gay" bill in Texas? And in Texas, well, there's I guess there's a version in Texas. The, it started in Florida. Do you agree with the "Don't Say Gay" bill there? I think that the "Don't Say Gay" bill has issues in that, like. Like, I like the idea that conservatives are attempting to wake up. I think it's ultimately toothless. Um, and and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm against the state in most regards. So, like, I don't know, like 50, 50, maybe like 70, 30 agree with it. Okay, so the impetus behind that, as stated by, like, uh, his press secretary, was it's an anti-groomer bill. And it makes this, uh, and it makes the argument specifically that introducing gay or trans uh, people to under the age of, uh, you know, whatever the third grade is. Uh, yeah, first, third kindergarten, grade. first, and second yeah, grade. Yeah, that's somehow grooming them into what is tricking them to be right, gay, so, is tricking them to be trans, so, or more likely what the actual connotation grooming that. means. So that's, that's they, what the not actual connotation grooming means. So it's now, somehow like so indoctrinated them to like be you, sexually no, 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 exploited no. by you teachers. Brought, Right. You're, you're trying to dominate the conversation with your examples because you can't deal with any of the facts that I laid out in the philosophy. But then you're bringing up the don't say gay bill. And now you've already lied about what the don't say gay bill is actually saying. You're allowed to say you're gay. You're allowed to say you have a husband. What you're not allowed to do is create lesson plans for first graders, second graders, and kindergartners around gender identity and sexual orientation. Jeez. So why are you lying about the own example you tried to own? Okay, let's see if you're willing pivot, to tell the truth. Let's see if you're willing to, to talk about the actual problem. If we had a reading assignment in second grade that involved two husbands, do you think that the parents would like say that that's in violation of the Don't Say Gay Bill? Some they parents might say that. Yeah, and that's one of the that doesn't make them thing. right. If, if, a, if parents make a, a big fuss about it, that was the big confusion of it. Are these things allowed? And it looks like, I don't know, man. It looks like a lot of parents would say that, no, that's sexualizing Your their kids. Your confusion with what's in the bill is not a reason like, for the bill to be bad, and it's not a reason for you to fucking pivot about the fact what that was, What was it banning then? Hold on. What existed prior to this that, that it was banning then? It was in, like, what, what was it fixing? Predominantly, predominantly what it was fixing is the fact that guidance counselors, and school officials were able to, um, without any onus of any actual abuse occurring or potential abuse occurring, were able to hide um, the gender identity and social transition of children from parents. That's, that was okay, the that's major thing in the bill. That's a really right? good one to, to focus on because that's yeah, a that was, big yeah. accusation of grooming. All right. I know, you know this is you, the pivot you want, but I'll I'll go with you. It's, it's not fine. the pivot I want. Like you're saying a, a thousand things. I have to address one of them. So that the, the hiding uh, the hiding the trans identity, or I guess it would also mm -hmm. apply to like gay, but you know that young probably mm -hmm. uh, trans identities. Do you know why that queer identities are unique? in terms of like other marginalized groups. It's because we're typically born into families that are straight, that are cis, that don't aren't necessarily deal uh, equipped well, to yeah, accept. Because you're an outlier, right? Like it would be yeah, really, like, yeah, be really we're, unlikely we're less to have common. queer parents with queer kids. I mean I know that the it does rates happen, but it's a lot less likely I mean, to happen. And so do you like is it not more reasonable to assume that a kid hasn't told their parents because they're not they're scared? And maybe they were looking for support for the other adults in is, their life? It is I, unreasonable. It is you asked me a question, right? Like relax for a second. You gotta let it's me unreasonable, man. Well, then don't ask me a fucking question and I'm then like the ask question. other leading questions and more questions, right? I'm done with the question. Okay, go. Right. Whatever. They're rhetorical questions that you're trying to slip in, hoping that you get a jab with a question. So just fine. Finish the fucking question. Cool. What do you think is more likely in a typical scenario? Of course, there's going to be mm -hmm. exceptions. Do you think it's more likely that a, a kid is hiding the fact that they're trans from their parents uh, because they don't 
they think the parents are going to reject them and they're seeking comfort with the teacher, the other adult in their life? Or do you think it's some sort of like indoctrination cult that is trying to pull kids away from their parents? What do you think is more likely in a typical scenario? Well, I don't know what you mean by a typical scenario. If we're talking about California where the yeah, rates are like are like 20 times higher than they were only a few years ago, then it's, yeah, more, it's more likely that there. they've been indoctrinated. No, it's more accepted there. We, we saw it. We've seen an explosion. We've seen right, an explosion like, like, in no, like, I'm, I'm saying like, I, I know I'm, I'm simply saying that when you have a social contagion that is in certain areas where there's so much of these um, indoctrination and cult indoctrination that's occurring from teachers. Yeah, you're going to see this massive Excuse me of loaded language. It's cult indoctrination. social. Contagion. Well, you actually Seriously. wouldn't let me answer that question. You just dismissed it. And I said, I have proof of it. Yeah, what's the proof of social indoctrination? Sure. What's, you right. say so, the, the rates are rising. Yeah. I have a, I have a theory for why the uh, rates are rising. I think it's becoming more accepted, and so people are, are more more free to identify right. as that. Now, so you're gonna, you believe are, is that reasonable you believe, to believe? Jesus fucking Christ! How many things do you want to talk about at the same time? All right. So so first of all, um, you believe that uh, like in areas where it's like forty percent or higher, um, where individuals are identifying as non-binary um, and uh, you know LGBTQ, right? Um, that that's just the representation. It's more accepted. And so throughout all of human history, some extremely large minority of people were non-binary trans queer folk. Like that's silly. Um, but in terms of the indoctrination, the proof of that's that, silly. Right, all it's you need it. to do is all you need to do is look at Casel um, and look at the standards and social emotional learning and look at how they teach teachers. And one of the things that they teach is they specifically teach just a kind of rebranding of Frarian um, tactics, right? Which is to find a genitive theme, uh, sorry, uh, a generative theme, right? Take that generative theme, such as gender or something, right? Find out where the 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 conflict is there and then codify it or decodify it um, by codifying it. Um, and then make that theme problematic. And then you can create critical awareness and critical um, consciousness. The way they do it in social emotional learning, and they openly admit, is that what they do is they focus on individuals, especially individuals that have been marked by the systems um, because they take tests to find who to target. Um, and then they target them and they pull them into what they call the fear zone. Right. And what they do is they try and bring forward their biases. They try and bring forward their privilege and oppression and the way that they're like and their identity statuses and then put them in front of classmates through a struggle session. And they say, once you break through the fear zone, then you go into the learning zone. And they specifically and, and the literature specifically talks about how you can create a critical democracy with this. You just got to read the literature, man. It's not that fucking complicated, dude. It really isn't, right? I mean, it's right there. No, trans kids have existed way before all of this, like, social-emotional learning stuff happens. In fact, a lot of that is a response to them. A lot of that is a response to them. You just dismiss the notion that, like, increased acceptance can cause an increase in uh, identity. I didn't dismiss that. that. I didn't dismiss that. That's a lie. I dismissed that Uh, it would would be up to 40%. In 40% where? I've never heard that statistic. 40% of, like— Gen Z. Gen Z in California. Gen Z of California are identifying as like some sort of queer identity, most of which are non-binary and uh, bisexual. Yeah, yeah, which most is are completely normal thing to do. Bisexual. Yeah, so so we've created, we've otherwise right. like these people would right. You're saying that's normal. You're saying that like it is only sixty percent of people are straight, and forty percent belong yeah. to some other category. I think if there was absolutely no social I'm stigma whatsoever, yeah, you'd have claim. a lot of you'd, you'd have a lot more people naturally back identifying as non-binary. Oh, okay, I understand uh, what you guys are saying. Hold on. I think yeah. If there was abs- if there was absolutely no social stigma against queer identities, yeah, you'd see a lot of people identifying as bi or pansexual or even non-binary. Yeah, that's a normal thing to expect. 
Uh, mm -hmm. this, this notion that it's actually normal for uh, that what happened in the past that was normal that is ludicrous to me like for the vast majority of human history all of these identities were suppressed by the state sometimes under penalty of like severe punishments like death sentences and, and we see all have death sentences death sentences for queer identities in a lot of the world to act like mm -hmm. the, the, and all we're doing is lightly lifting those restrictions that's all this quote that's unquote indoctrination grooming is really no that really is that's a it. lie no one we're not trying to trick cis kids into being trans why would we do that what is the what nope. non saturday morning cartoon villain logic could you possibly have for us Jesus wanting Christ. to do that so many straw mans and such energy right? yeah. so nobody nobody made the claim that you're making i've never said that they're attempting to indoctrinate your kid into being trans what i said is that they're engaged in trying to promulgate a philosophy that they themselves believe in critical consciousness and that this is harmful to children it confuses children and i think that there's obviously an environmental factor to both sexual uh sexual uh sexuality as well as identity i don't know if you know what you're talking about you, when you imply that there's a social contagion you're absolutely trying to imply that they're tricking kids into being uh identities that they would otherwise wouldn't be that's exactly what you're doing that's what social contagion means <laughs> you're like that's exactly okay. what you're implying i don't know why that's not what i'm implying Absolutely. Like you're just like making you, when up you, you, you bring up like 40% of Gen Z have these queer okay, identities, you're trying you to make it seem like it's not natural, that we are like, like we are influencing these kids to identify as something that they're truly not. No, that's not it, man. You are making the case that it's a social contagion. I'm making that's the what case that means. It's a social contagion. A social contagion recognizes that there's some environmental factor. That does not mean what you're claiming it means, which no. is that contagion I'm Contagion is not a neutral term. If it's environmental factor, sure. Hold on, Jiggles. Sure. Jiggles, let's let, let's let right. finish this off. I get that you're triggered, but you don't understand what you're talking about. I'm very about. triggered, man. So I'm so you're mad. You're strawmanning me by saying that I'm saying that these teachers or that social-emotional learning is attempting to, quote-unquote, trans the kids, right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that they're attempting to get them to destroy the understanding of categories, that they're attempting to create critical consciousness, and that this has effects. That's not the same thing as trying to make a kid trans. What it does is it confuses and harms children and makes them and indoctrinates them into a philosophy that has all types of unintended or intended consequences, one of which might be an increase in the rate of self-identification, especially with young girls. So when you say social contagion, that's not a neutral term. You tr you tr you flip flopped and said that no, it's it's just talking about environmental. I didn't factors. flip flop. And then you, I just explained. No, and you said it's environmental me. factors. If Hold you were on, talking about environmental there. factors is, 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 is a, a factor in this increase in identity, I absolutely agree with it. I like to explain it by an increase in acceptance, and you want to, and you had to like pivot to this like weird. Uh, it, it's cult indoctrination, like all this loaded language. You're pretending like I'm strawmanning you, but no, you have this super loaded evil language. And I go back to this again. The purpose is apparently Saturday morning cartoon philology. They just want to destroy capitalism and and, and disrupt society when you use words so like contagion that you're impugning it with a negative moral stance the same reason that you're it's, using yeah, gloomy you're trying bad. to impugn it with a negative moral stance yes and and no See, we want increased acceptance I'll, okay maybe I, i'd like to ask this again and i'm just i'm asking you a straight question mm -hmm. right here mm -hmm. how do we support trans and gay kids in a way that you would not consider grooming what would that look like well, I would say, first of all, there's no such thing as a trans kid. There's a kid that has gender dysphoria, right? Um, is it? Trans, Done. the only way that you can be Fate's a over. trans kid, the only way that you can be a trans kid is if you start transitioning, right? 
Now, if you talk about socially transitioning, right? I don't actually have much problem with social transition. Given the current context, it's unfortunate that so many kids are put in, down a really bad path because of this. Um, but in terms of like um, gender affirming medical care, like antigen therapy, HRT, or like, you know, you know, any of the trans affirming surgeries, right? Um, like, I, so like what, I guess I would say like, what the fuck do you mean by trans kid? Okay, let's, let's walk it back. Like, trans kid is someone who identifies with the gender they were not assigned at birth. That's what a trans kid is. And they do exist. Oh, okay, so any kid that just them. says, I'm a boy, is a trans no. kid. No. no that's it's a, a deep-rooted identity. The moment identity. they identify. Yeah, yeah, the second they start to play with a girl, that's exactly what the research says. That's exactly what the queer theorists do. If you ever, if a boy ever looks at a doll, absolutely not. That's a trans kid. Now, sorry, buddy, you're a girl. Doesn't matter what uh, what you identify as. No, no, no sort of safeguarding. No medical research to support it. Let's get you on them puberty, puberty blockers now. Who's strawmanning who? Really? What the fuck? No, are you literature talking is about? very, very. You just went in your own little fantasy of arguing against Alex Stein. Guess what? I'm not Alex Stein. You have to. I know you're. You're somehow. You you're somehow worse. At least he was honest. So there are trans I'm, kids. Where like, have I lied? Supports. Where have in I fact, lied? In fact, like, you called me a liar. Where no did I lie? A trans kid. No such thing as a trans kid. That's just a dumb thing to say. You said there are kids with gender dysphoria. So that's a Absolutely. lie. So, so can you prove that I don't believe that? Sir, I think that trans, gender dysphoria is different. If you say, no, if you say there's not a trans kid, a trans kid is just a kid who identifies with a gender they weren't assigned at birth. That's what a trans kid is, and those exist. You might not agree with so it. So almost but they every child exist. has been trans. Almost no every child. As, no, as it's not. No, kids? that's the straw man. It's not a a, a flippant. Uh, I feel like a boy now. Uh, I feel like a girl. It's not that flippant. There's decades okay, and decades of like, research into this. You don't know what you're no, talking there's about. No, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to tell you. No, there's decades of research into this. In fact, a lot of like where you let, see let me, like the let me help you, statistics. You don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm trying to show you quiet? what I'm talking you don't about. Understand so, what you're hold on, Fabian. Fabian, let's let Jingles make his point, and then you can show him what you want to show him. Decades and decades of the gender research that has supported these identities and show that it is really effective to socially transition that's shown how important it is for societal and especially family acceptance for these kids to live happy and healthy lives show that one of the biggest factors that are going to predict a persistence into gender dysphoria and trans identities as an adolescent and adult is early onset uh, gender dysphoria as early onset identification and they very very clearly state that it is language like I am a girl I, and it's consistent and persistent and doesn't seem to be uh, folded by like pure whims a really good example of this, and something you, someone oh that you God. apparently in our last debate thought was uh, a point in your favor, you know John Money, right? What about John Money? John Money had uh, had a incorrect theory that all gender was completely <laughs> blank slate, tabula rasa, socially constructed. Yeah. He had that. Uh, he, he was fucking, very. It really fucked. It was an evil. Yeah, guy. he he fucked up absolutely he fucked up because he was really really wrong and what did he do? A kid with a uh, boy with a Bosch circumcision, uh, circumcision was raised. As a girl, fully raised as a girl. And guess what? He had gender dysphoria. He had what would today be considered gender dysphoria and immense, immense stress that came from it. So no, you cannot construct gender identity out of whole cloth. It is something deeply rooted in biology. That's what all this research says. That's why I know what I'm talking about. I know what the research says. Socially transition can okay. be really, really good for a lot of kids. Can I go now? You made like 20 points. Cool. First of all, make your I'll just points. let I'll just I'll just I'll just let you keep John Money as a piece of shit because I don't think it's really helping your side to admit I that. said he was a piece um, of shit. I'm cringing. Right. No, I'm just saying, yeah, like I'm just saying, like the you know, the early research into this, I don't know that it's necessarily helping you, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so it absolutely helps. Persistent me. and consistent gender dysphoria, right? Which is a very, 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 very small percentage of the population, right? nowhere near this this larger group of people that you would say uh, exists within gender 
um, within um, social contagion, right? You're talking about an incredibly small minority of individuals, right? And then you could maybe say like intersex, right? Which is like, you know, um, 0.018%, right? Like there are certain outliers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people will come up with this claim of 2%, which is hilarious. Um, But yeah, so when you're talking about persistent and consistent gender dysphoria, again, you're talking about persistent, consistent gender dysphoria. You're not talking about a trans child. Yes, right? you're talking about someone that has gender dysphoria, yeah, and they are trans. They identify basis. as the other gender. That's what a trans kid is. They don't have the wherewithal or the mental mental capacity to be able to identify as trans. They're yes, they children. Do. That's why they the have research guardians. Research says that you're wrong. I'm so sorry. I want to go back. No, the research. Like, the research I, says that you're wrong. I guarantee you, we could go through your research and find all of the fucking. Fuck it. Let's do, let's do it. I'll, I'll give you um, my entire. Document I, know that, I, look, I know that. I look. I know that. I know that you want to go through with this shit because you're you've pivoted so fucking hard away from groomers after I've crushed your ass. Let's yeah, go. Let's go me. back a little. You can bit, tell when someone's right? winning when they have to say that they're winning. Well, I mean, I've just made so many points that you refuse to acknowledge, and then you just call it conspiracy theory. But you still have yet to prove that anything is a conspiracy. Um, so let's go. Let's go back, right? Because the the question is whether or not um, we're grooming children into an ideology that does harm in some regard, right? Like that's like originally kind of what we were on. Sure. You, and I and I the reason I'm right? calling you a conspiracy theorist is because I offered an explanation for why we're doing what we're doing that I think makes a lot more sense than yours. Now, and I I've, I've really really wanted oh, okay. you to say like why my explanation for why we're doing what we're doing is incorrect. Why it's grooming. Oh, it's very simple. It's very simple. So I'll just give one of many of the things I stated in my opening statement, which is that the number one cited social scientist with over 480,000 citations, over 100,000 citations on um, pedagogy of the oppressed is exists, right? Like that is the overwhelming majority body of research within sociology. And somehow I came to my positions without pedagogy. reading it. I came to my conclusions without reading it. So engage with my positions. Why is right, what you're, I'm saying grooming? You're, you're instantiating a philosophy, right? A, it, what what you're, philosophy? You're, the philosophy is that gay, well, I wanted to be accepted that queer people exist. It's fine to be gay. It's fine to be trans. That's my philosophy. If you, if you were, if you're, if that was your philosophy, it is. Right, then you would be against the very things that I'm against. So it's very clearly not your philosophy. You can it say is. with your words, you know that my you philosophy want better than I do. Fantastic. Right. But but what your actions show and what you're debating and supporting what is you're debating and supporting the idea. Well, for example, you said in the last time we had a conversation um, that there was nothing wrong with teaching kindergarten, first and second graders about gender identity and gender expression and fourth graders and fifth graders about puberty blockers, antigen therapy, sure. let's, and let's hormone go, let's, replacement. Let's go those one at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So those that's so those sure. are psychist so, is national sex education standards. Yeah. So kids already know, like when they come into kindergarten, they know what gender is. Or at least they have some yeah. sort of conception. Of it. They might already, not be able like, to give I you a already... cogent definition of it, but they know what bo- boys you got, are. They've been called boys. They've been called girls. They, they've seen girls. They've seen boys. They've seen all you that stuff. Like, it's, it's not this new. You couldn't define it before. Remember really? Okay, I can define it now. You want me to define gender for you? Now? I got a lot of definitions. Which one you want? I would hope that you prepared something, right? Yeah, from Oxford, either the two sexes, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological ones. The term is also used more broadly to denote a range of identities that do not correspond to established ideas of male and female. Yeah, there's, there's gender. Right. right. I don't think I don't think it's so I don't think it's a re- I don't think it's a, a the point in your favor that it's like a meaningless just definition. Say, a meaningless definition. So what's your what's your how would you explain gender to to a five year old? If they ask you what is a boy, five year old? Yeah, what's a boy? I wouldn't try and I wouldn't try and adequately explain gender to a five year old. So I guess that's your failing. 
right? They know what, like they've seen boys, they've seen girls, they know there's some sort of difference there and they might have yeah, questions. They're able to identify, they're able to identify sexes based off of secondary sexual characteristics. And they begin to understand a concept of gender roles based mm -hmm. off of kind of what those So you're sexes agreeing that those are, things are, are so that they do have the wherewithal to have some sort of like conception of what these things are. And if you were teaching that to them, you would teach it to them in a developmentally appropriate way. I don't know why you thought that was a slam dunk. way is such a is such a fun fun little thing that leftists like to do, right? Is they say <laughs> developmentally appropriate, which is a nice like little <laughs> scapegoat to people that don't actually understand like Eric Erickson's um, you know, sociocultural uh, developmental model or like Piaget's model. Like they just say the words developmentally appropriate and then everyone goes, ah, it must be developmentally appropriate despite the fact that in early adolescence You've used the uh, words de developmentally inappropriate. Right. Is that despite also like a dog whistle or whatever? No, like because I'm actually going to explain, right? Like, so despite the fact that in high school, right, this is the critical time in the sociocultural perspective of the developmental model for role confusion versus identity. And this is actually the time. See, the problem is, is that we'd like to take our adult brains and we like to map our adult brains onto memories of ourselves as a teenager. And we like to think that we're a lot more adult when we were a teenager than we actually are. But the, the, the central thing that people are struggling with from 14 to like 17 is their identity and how True. they're going to identify themselves. True. And if you introduce philosophy that confuses the ability to be able to understand categories or be able to actually meaningfully find themselves um, because you're problematizing things and then creating a political critical democracy um, through your cult indoctrination tactics that are in one third of elementary schools, what you end up doing is you destroy their ability to meaningfully actually be able to develop healthily. So Did when they say developmentally appropriate, what they really mean is harming your children. That's the big thing. All right, I, I caught it in my opening statement. Like when they say developmentally, appro uh, developmentally appropriate, it seems like it has a reasonable meaning, but no, it's actually this insidious meaning. That's what I said. I, I caught it, it, clocked it in the fucking opening statement. We have reasonable reasons that we say, but they seem too reasonable. So no, it has to be some uh, again conspiracy theory. It has to be some like top down means of role confusion. We want, to, we specifically want to make life worse for children for some undisclosed reason. Right. Again, you keep you keep trying to fall on this conspiracy theory, but you can't prove a conspiracy theory because I'm not putting forward a conspiracy. Theory. I'm offering I'm putting forth I'm putting forward a philosophy. I'm putting forth right? reasonable definitions for why I want what I, I want that seem very, very reasonable. This seem like a best, much better explanatory uh, reason than what you're putting okay. forth. All right. So and you're doing the you thing think, where the reasonable thing can't be true because it's too reasonable. It has to be insidious. Right. So so do you believe do you believe that we should get rid of social emotional learning? No. Based on what I know, that's right. fine. So, so now you're unreasonable, right? Because you believe that we should, <laughs> you believe that we should have programs that target individuals that are seen to have too much bias towards individualism or have the wrong racial or sexual identities that target them specifically, bring them forward, put them in their fear zone, and then and then use tactics in order to tell to create a critical consciousness in those children so that they can be allies for a critical democracy. All right, so what does that look like? Okay, so, so why do you believe let's that? take let's take let's, what does that specifically look like? What what would that look like if you had like a I don't know, we have a a fourth grader who said something homophobic. What does that look like for them? What is what does that even mean? What I, I want to know like specifically like, like, what, what does is. that look like? Yeah, what does that look like for like a fourth grader? Give me an example what of do you what mean that would by look that? like in What is that? What you like? just said. Make it make it make okay. sense. Make make it actually apply to an, social uh, a emotional, situation. Social emotional learning is curricula. It's not how you deal with an individual. So give me an example action. of it. 
I want to know what it looks like. Give me an example of social emotional learning in, sure. in yeah. like curriculum. Give me, give me a concrete example of what that looks like. Yeah, I just described. Uh, you described it. Um, I want a concrete example. I don't want. Okay, so you so you want like you want me it, to like find like. like a video camera in the school footage of like. I don't think it's of, unreasonable. Of social emotional learning going. I don't think it's yeah, unreasonable to, to expect step. you to substantiate like uh, your point with an example. This just go to, just go to second discussion is just, not like I said. Useful. Just go to second step. Secondstep.com. Cool. All right. I, I guess I'll do that. It, it seems like you should have had a, a an example no, of what I'm that looks like, like in practice. No, I'm saying like go to second step. You can see their curriculum and like what it is that they're teaching. It seems teaching like you and, should have had like how they support diversity, equity. What, what are you talking about? Because I want to know like what it looks like. I, I had this feeling that you'd be, be mm -hmm. talking like in broad generalities that have insidious connotations behind them. And you have. And when I try to look like, okay, so what does that look like on, uh, what does that look like as a, a so single like, assignment? Second step, second step has computer programs, right? That they put into classroom where they test you based off of your like empathy rating. What the fuck is it? Okay. What, sorry, my co-host like gave me a note. I was like, yeah, like it says go for the jugular. <laughs> He's mad at me for saying, no, we're good. We're good. No, second step has, um, what they do is they bring in computer programming so that they can do psych psychometric tests on your children, right? And then what they do is they try and um, find out who's like lacking, how they define empathy, which really just is, is kind of redefined within the, um, critical consciousness perspective that they have so that teachers can then be, um, can then have the, the resources so that they can go specifically towards that child and try and improve their scores by the end of the year by developing like greater understanding of allyship, progressive political values, um, believe, um, you know, more belief in like uh, collective things that, you know, they have um, resources so that they can train like anti-racism for these children and things like that so that they can specifically change their opinion throughout the school year to more align with um, like a critical theory perspective or like a progressive or woke ideas, right? Sure. So one of those ideas would be like homophobia is still a thing in society and we want to implement steps in order to reduce it. I don't, I want to know what what that looks like and, and what does that look like that is this yeah bad so thing let me describing? let me find one right so like so here's some resources that um second step has in terms of their support um committed to addressing uh racial injustice and helping drive real change in the school communities a focus on transformative social emotional learning which if you read uh you know the the the, the um you read the um, uh, fuck the article that I sent you, right? That has over three hundred citations. That was like the first like um, like idea of like what is TSEL, right? And so like some of the resources that they have is um, you know the National Equity Project. So this is for um, for school districts and administrators, right? National Equity Program, CASEL Framework, um, National Technical Assistance Center on Positive Behavior Interventions, right? So again, teachers are doing psychological interventions that they're not really trained for and engaging in. Um, things that only counselors and therapists should be doing, um, coaching on equity conversations that change practice, um, you know, um, anti-Semitism uncovered, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, um, and then so some resources for educators addressing anti-Asian racism with students so that they can teach anti-racism, uh, anti like critical race theory in school. Okay, um, if, if, if racism against Asians was a problem what is wrong with like trying to instruct uh, kids to have more empathy and not be racist anymore? 
Well, there's a big pro- there's a big difference between trying to ki- have kids not be racist. First of all, you shouldn't be trying to train children with uh, psycho like with um, psychological interventions that you're not trained to do um, on children. Like you're more likely to cause problems. Can require basic. Yeah, no, that's empathy. just not like no. You don't create school curricula um, to get um, unqualified teachers to engage in what counselors and therapists should be. Doing. Well, then, okay, well, but then, even then if, even if you even if they were trained to do that, right? There's a big difference between um, training empathy or training someone to like not be racist versus training anti-racism. Right, like anti-racist baby, Ibram X. Kendi, right? Like what we understand what anti-racism is is critical race theory. It is, it is, it's not, it's not liberalism, it's not like just accept us for who we are, right? And you keep talking about like these identities, but again, you know, what is being promulgated is not the acceptance of identities, it's over and over again. I don't know how much I have to say this. The research um in 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 all of academia is that it's an identity without an essence. It's not. Identity, like we have a very strong idea of what a trans person is. It could be an umbrella term, but there's like we have. Too you're many. just denying. You're just denying the literature. I'm not denying the literature. You're trying to make it out as insidious. When no, gay men are a thing. Lesbians are a thing. Trans women are a thing. Trans uh, men are a thing. Non-binary people are a thing. All of those have, you know, flexible definitions. But most definitions are flexible in some way, especially when it comes to as, something as complex as social identity and categorizations. There's always going to have some wiggle room. And and the entire debate has been I've put forth a reasonable uh, hypothesis is why we're trying, uh, what we're, why we're doing what we're doing, and we want to normalize gay identities, normalize trans identities, so it reduces stigma. Not only for the kids who are inevitably going to be gay or trans, and trans kids do exist. I don't know why you mm-hmm. want to die on that hill, but also to make it normal for the people around them. Arguably, that's more important. The homophobia is mostly coming from like other kids who do see it as weird, and maybe it. And, right. and maybe, it does, but you're not there's... engaging with the reality, right? Like you're engaging with the idea. Different that, concepts like, of reality. We on the left, you're, right? You're you're engaging with the idea that there is no grooming going on in schools, right? Definitely. And that conservatives are just in a panic. Except I present to you the massive amounts of evidence and literature and theory of, of an, of an education system that is ensconced. And yet could not identify a single example. I gave you, I gave you so many resources and shit. Yeah. And you couldn't think of a single concrete example. Anyway, Q and a, so do we have closing statements or does it just go straight to Q and a, um, we were just going to straight to Q and a usually, um, you wanted to take a couple of minutes. Okay, great. Uh, no, no, I mean, I feel, I feel everybody. like I gave like a massive amount of shit and you just didn't address any of it and pivoted the whole time. So I mean, mm-hmm. we're good. Okay. Just to remind everybody, 100% of tonight's super chats are going to be going to the sexual assault center of counseling and education, which uh, helps victims of sexual assault. And uh, that link is going to be in the description below uh, as long as well as a watchdog rating. So uh, please let those super chats fly. All of that's going to be going to that uh, charity. Uh, and you know that James will be very willing to post uh, any kind of receipts that you might request. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and go to the Q&A. And the first question comes in from Destiny's Crack Dealer for $10. They say, <laughs> remember when Jangles gave a pen to a dude at the conference and equated that to children tipping drag queens? Yep. He wants to redefine the world so grooming is normalized. Sweet, I'm being accused of being a pedophile. I guess, uh, you know, because grooming doesn't have anything to do with being a pedophile, right? Yeah, actually, I'm going to stand by that handing someone an object is not akin to sexualizing them. If you have I don't know. The context was like you're tipping someone like a stripper. 
when that mm-hmm. comes in your head, you mean, that what comes to mind is like shoving dollar bills in, in g strings. No, what actually happened was handing a dollar bill to another person hand to hand. They tried, and somehow it's more reasonable to say mm. that that's sexualizing kids than it is to accurately describe what it is, which is that's handing a, currency yeah. to another person. I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at the situation specifically that you're talking about, but I think handing money at like a drag show type situation, something like that, would obviously be sexualizing. It's not. Um, it's situation. Not. No, it's not. It's stupid. <laughs> you should really read up on drag pedagogy and like why why drag is being put in schools. You should schools really be able to dis- specifically, define why drag is inherently um, sexual. Yeah, I mean, it's an okay. over-exaggeration of sexual, secondary sexual characteristics with a history of sexuality and uh, deviancy, and it's very obvious. Deviancy, there's that word. There you go, buddy. All right. No, that's from, from queer theory. $5. Like, that's what defines <laughs> Market it. Market for $5. They say children are not being shown that LGBT is a quote-unquote thing. It's advertised as a party that has bonuses you're missing out on if you don't participate. Sweet. That's I want I, I want that person to like just think about like how did I become gay? A lifetime of suppression, lifetime of being told it's 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 diseased, it's immoral, it's a sin, it's deviant, and yet still ended up being gay. I don't think these people I think they're like uh, Scott, and they don't think they're like gay kids or gay or trans kids exist. And the only way that you can eventually become gay or trans. What the fuck did you trans... say with your stupid ass slander? You I just... never said gay kids don't exist. Uh, okay, you said trans kids don't exist. I did said you that not? children with gender dysphoria and the you only said way trans they can kids be trans is, is, if, is if they go through you said trans transition, kids don't exist. which is inherently wrong. So the en- enormous like amount of suppression and uh, of any sort of queer identity Jesus. from like, the past, like centuries and centuries and centuries, all that stuff is normal. But the second it's like, oh, never mind, it's, it's okay. Now all of a sudden that's like showing them that it's a super cool party and tricking kids into what? Again, I, I, tricking them into what? How is, how is that like tricking them into being gay, tricking them into being trans? How is that a social contagion by saying that it, this is an option now? Now it's a social contagion. Yeah, so I would say that there are instances, obviously, where this is true, right? I mean, we had like the schools in California. Oh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I'll have to get back to it where they like where they were finding specific children. Like the, the, the emails got leaked from the teachers and they were finding specific children to target and separate them and then love bomb them. But like that's like kind of like a special circumstance, right? Like that's not like something that's happening everywhere in America. What what I do think is being advertised um, is a unique victim status and a certain like a certain privilege that comes with like, you know, adopting a queer bisexual identity. Um, and, and that's obviously true, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're turning the kids gay. I think, I think what we're think really that, you should uh, be focusing on queer, non-binary and bisexual. Do you, are, would, you make the, would you make the argument that queer people have not been victimized in society and are not currently being victimized to some degree? Would you make that argument? All people, all people are being victimized. In Do you society. think that queer people are uniquely victimized in, in comparison to non-queer people? For being queer, I think all people, based upon do you think that queer people are uniquely, are uniquely victimized, victimized on the basis of being queer? Just like white people are uniquely victimized on the basis of being white, just like black people are victimized on the basis of being okay, black. Do you think that, like okay, being e- different? Excellent in any non-answer. Capacity. Excellent non-answer. You know the answer. The answer is yes, obviously. Okay, maybe we should right, move on. But you're, yeah, it's it's a stupid question. question. That's why stupid I gave you the answer. Okay. An, all no, individuals that have differences are 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 victimized on the basis of their difference. I literally okay, from did. Surgeon General. Christ. Surgeon General has been a member for one year. Thank you so much, Surgeon General. For $10, they say, for the victims fund, amazing. So thank you again, Surgeon General. And then from Ooh. Arcade Outpost, for $5, they say, 
throwback to that time, the official Black Lives Matter page talked about abolishing the family and then hastily changed <laughs> yeah, it yeah. once people noticed. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. No, it didn't. That's a lie. The traditional nuclear family requirement. That was the operative word in that Black Lives Matter page. They didn't want to abolish the family. They said they wanted to abolish the requirement to live in a nuclear family. So essentially, yes, you can be two dads with a kid. You can be two moms with a kid. That's what it meant. It's weird that it wasn't strong enough on its own. You had to lie about it. Gotcha. And thank you so much from Captain V for five euros. They say, for Scott, what term would mm -hmm. you give for the phenomenon of the religious right teaching girls to be subservient to men? Hmm. Probably grooming. Groomer. Yeah. Got it. And I mean, it depends, it depends on Rao. it depends on the the level, right? Like, I'd have to look at the like the actual case, right? But like, if you're like if you're being led through your religion to be like totally subservient, right? Like, like it depends on what you mean by subservient. But under under like those extreme cases, yeah, they're groomed. Gotcha. And then from Samar Rao for five dollars, they say jangles. Why don't we treat dysphoria like other psychiatric disorders? Where does the clinical prescription for a transitioning come from? The research. We do treat it like other disorders. We see what the research tells us and follow the research. And right now, it seems that at least for some children with gender dysphoria, the best option for them is to socially transition and be supported in that identity. Some of those kids are going to do better with puberty blockies, puberty blockers. Some are not. And some of those kids who do really well on puberty blockers will eventually take cross-sex hormones. And they and may eventually, as adults, uh, pursue uh, sex reassignment surgery. That seems what the research says. It's not for everybody, and we, we're not supposed to be, we're not trying to be flippant about it. We're trying to be very, very careful because detransitioners are a thing. We want to limit the amount of detransitioners. We don't want to harm kids. But this is not new research. Gender dysphoria, or as it used to be known, gender identity disorder, has been like studied for a long, long time. This isn't new. This is what the research has been leading, uh, leading us up to. Can I just interject? Yeah. Um, so no, we don't treat it uh, the way that we do other disorders. Um, it's very difficult for people to suggest, um, you know, that they use psychological interventions. Um, the, you know, there's been very limited research on, um, you know, comparing uh, persistent, consistent gender dysphoria and um, individuals that, um, you know, it's in, actually a lot kind of research comparing those two. Um, Entire the, paper yeah, devoted to just that. Sh shut the fuck up. Um, so um, yeah. So <laughs> there's 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 terrible forms of uh, there's terrible methodology in a lot of this research um you you can see that there's very little interventions compared as a control group one of the things that we very rarely look into um very limited research on is cluster b personality disorders specifically uh, covert vulnerable personality disorder which is a form of nar narcissistic personality disorder and the fact that cluster b's are extremely high in the um in uh, individuals that identify as trans um, like there's just there's a ton of there's a ton of problems with the research. And yeah, it's very difficult for people just, to do uh, it because the fact that you just suggested a non-interventionist control group shows that you have no business having any say on what the research for any sort of psychological disorder should be. Yeah, I didn't, but that's did. okay. We saw we No, I'm talking about a control group of non-intervention no. and then a control group of psychological intervention. Yes, the, over yeah, a exactly. Of time, and then a control group of individuals um So the control group of non-intervention would be therapy. kids with gender dysphoria where you just don't do anything. Let them suffer. That's what the control group would look like. And there's a reason we haven't done that because it's you can enormously do self, unethical. You can do, do self-report surveys of individuals that have gone through that process. And they have done that. that. They have yes, done it. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 
having another variable where you compare the outcomes of individuals that are identified for, let's say, I don't know, cluster B personality disorders, and they treat those as opposed to automatically putting them into gender affirming care okay. or trying to get them to pass in some regard in other research. So no, we don't treat it the same. People are just... terrified of losing their license. They're terrified of the APA or the ACA coming after them. So and, do you, uh, and so do you agree that like these uh, lawsuits that like prevent uh, doctors from pursuing well, gender affirmative care, do you agree that those are an oversight for the government? After you respond, Fabian, uh, we're going to move on after Jingles has the last word. Go ahead. No. No, uh, no I, th I, I think. Question. I know. I think. I think anybody that is um, preventing gender affirming care for individuals um, over eighteen, such as in Texas, like yeah, fucking, like that's bullshit. What if the research right? said but, um, it was good for under 18? What if the research says yeah, that? I'm not a consequentialist because I'm not a leftist. Like, I have principles, right? So I don't believe in harming children's bodies okay. physically and permanently to, a to okay. someone yeah. that can't, someone that can't he's not, and he's uh, not consent. For it. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, from Tiny Batman for $2, they say, Jangles, a boy is a prepubescent human male. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then from Arcade Outpost for $10, they say, uh, <laughs> people don't have such a preoccupation with teaching grade schoolers about sex and gender when they still haven't figured out lines between fantasy and reality unless there is an agenda. Yeah, the, I told you what the agenda was to normalize it. Just, I kids see mommies and daddies, all right? And that's normal. And good, that should stay normal. But kids might also start seeing daddies and daddies or just romantic relationships between two people of the same gender. And we want that to be normal. That's the agenda. Now, does that the sound The agenda reasonable? is teaching their philosophy. Yeah, no, no, no. Does what I said sound reasonable? And it's or Marxist the... and pedophilic. Exactly. So what I said sounded reasonable, too reasonable, so it has to be Marxist and pedophilic, is the underlying philosophy I proved uh, that it. drives it all. I proved it. You didn't address any of my fucking points other than it. to say, yeah, Gail Rubin's wrong, who's, oh, I don't know, yeah, you wrote proved foundational it, documents to queer You theory. proved it. Absolutely. Good job. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we only have two more questions uh, on the super chat list. So, if you have any questions that you definitely want to hear, hear be addressed by our speakers tonight, please go ahead and fire them in now. Remember, a hundred percent of our super chats go to charity tonight, so it's for a good cause. Don't hesitate. Uh, from Arcade Outpost for ten dollars, they say people don't have. I'm sorry, just read that one. Uh, so only mm -hmm. one more uh, from Samar Rao. They say for ten dollars, off topic, but is Scott a big Lord of the Rings fan? What are the debaters' thoughts on the new Ring of Power show? Rings of power. <laughs> totally. Oh, uh, yes. And I like that so, one. For the yeah, end that's on. a good one. I, I like, I, yeah, I like Lord of the Rings, the books and the movies. I think the uh, books were great, but I, I was, I'm like, not like a Silmarillion reading fucking nerd about it. Like, I read The Fellowship and The Hobbit, and I mean, the trilogy and The Hobbit, like, as a kid. And I liked it. The joke is actually like the reason I have uh, um, bags in behind me is because it's like several layers of like a joke in the community. Because I'm 6'5", um, first of all, that's part of the joke. The second is that it's just greenery and it's kind of funny. The next part is that, like, the Shire was basically a libertarian anarchist community um, that, you know, respected private property rights and only had limited councils, um, very rarely. Um, and then um, and then just, like, the general nerd shit. So it's just, like, multiple layers. And so I tend to have bags in behind me sometimes. Okay. Uh and then we have another super chat from Neon Ghoul for $5. They say, what's up with the disdain in the trans slash LGBTQ and other minority groups towards those in their community that have different views, for example, D-trans people? 
deep trans people. Ooh. There are some people who are uh, unfairly mal- uh, who unfairly malign deep trans people. The correct res- and the reason they do that is because a lot of deep trans people will use like their own experiences to categorically re- uh, reject and prevent anyone else from achieving gender affirming care. Now, when a detrans person does that, that is bad. They deserve to be attacked on those ideological grounds. However, a lot of uh, uh, detransitioners are not like that, and they should be supported. Some people make mistakes. Sometimes medical uh, institutions make mistakes, and they should be absolutely be supported because the ultimate goal is for happy and healthier people. And sometimes you're going to get it wrong, and those people deserve support. They deserve empathy, and it's unfair— and it's unfair to categorically decide that all D-trans people are bad. I don't think that happens a ton. I do think most of the disdain, the malice, uh, goes towards people who, because they, uh, de- because transitioning didn't work out for them, then no one should be allowed to do it. And I think that is worth criticizing as long as, you know, you don't group all D-trans people into that. Yeah, so um, I've spoken with a lot of D-trans people, um, you know, kind of friends with Richie Tulabar. Um, and, um, you know, I did a panel with quite a few shapeshifter and Chloe Cole and stuff like that. Um, and you know, um, I think what it really is mostly is that a lot of trans people, um, I would say get wrapped up in gender ideology, right? Um, not all of them, obviously, you know, there are people like Buck Angel that are not wrapped up into that ideology. Um, you know, and then, you know, people like Blair White that obviously aren't in that ideology because they're prominent right wing. The good ones, right? Um, I mean, sure. If that's how you want to uh, do it, I, yeah, there's, I, I, a reason, know, there's a reason. There's people centrist. Group, there's a reason that members you know, of minority communities individual. get really, really popular on the right. Like Yiannopoulos was really, really popular because he was gay and like shitting on gay people. Blair White's really popular on the right wing because Jesus she's Christ, trans. Every and time on trans I make people. a point, every time I make a point, you can't shut the fuck up. Oh, sh- hush for a second. I didn't interrupt you while you made your point, right? And so what I would say is that um. What occurs is that D-trans people often um, have like some type of experience that pulls them out of the ideology. And, you know, there's no one that is able to see the cult more um, than someone that was in the cult. And so a lot of transgender people that are wrapped up in this ideology, um, they're getting a kind of narcissistic supply. Um, from from people that are constantly beautifying and constantly, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pernicious things in there right there's a lot of you know individuals that might have like autogynephilia um and there's like sexual like problems within that are occurring in this um and and so what ends up happening is that when d trans people come out they start talking about the cult because they're the people that are most likely to have been harmed by it right they're the people like like look at someone like chloe cole right like they're they're not what you might categorize as quote unquote true trans if that is a thing um, and yet they were they were they were swept up in the indoctrination and in the cult and in the love bombing and all the support and all the social anxiety and problems. And, you know, they were able to like, you know, you know, very easily and quickly get gender affirming care and, you know, attach their obsessive disorders like OCD or ADHD or autism, um, you know, to um, to gender ideology and to the process of transitioning and more often than not they have these surgeries that deeply harm them and so they break out of that cult and once they break out of the cult they start talking against the cult and there are a large contingent of people especially online very loud you know kind of activist types not the types that kind of just want to live their life and like not and pass and like you know go about normal life um without being like engaged in the politics of it all um that you really you know, come after them hard 
Do you think the constant validation that the detransitioners get from anti-trans advocates and TERFs and just straight-up transphobes might influence their opinion? Can indoctrination go that way? The biggest study on detransitioners performed by Lisa Lippman, the progenitor of the ROGD myth, recruited mm -hmm. people from TERF websites and... And even though that she was recruiting the people who were most likely to be harmed, most likely to be rushed into transitioning, almost as many people said that they were pushed to detransition, that they were uh, persuaded not to transition, that were uh, experienced transphobic abuse. Almost as many people uh, said that. And these are detransitioners as the people who are t uh, that you're talking about, the people who were pressured to transition. So can you indoctrinate someone out of being trans? Okay. I, I mean, I, I think it's like, uh, yeah, I, I certainly think that it's possible obviously right like if you can be if you can be indoctrinated to go one direction right then you obviously it's possible to be indoctrinated to go in the other direction the problem with that is that it it's you know we have a we have a much bigger problem within the last decade and so much of this research is going to be centered around individual like when we look at like what is the average like desistance rate like we're talking about like seven years i think for for male to female uh desisting de um and it's something like four or five for for female to male um and so like you know the the data just isn't there to capture individuals that have been um part of this like new wave of social contagion so that we can have a, so we can have a better understanding of like what indoctrination has done in terms of the trans community well this might comfort you all those oh, desistance oh. statistics come from gender clinics so it's very obvious they're not pushing uh people at the drop of a hat to pursue tr medical transitioning that's where those stats come right, from so on. hopefully that's a yeah, it's irrelevant from. to what i said from leslie flemons for five dollars they say jangles have you heard of the term maps minor attractive persons and if so how do you feel about it i'd hate them minor attractive persons fuck them no wait let me cho choose my words carefully there uh, fuck <laughs> them as in like dismiss them <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> They, they're, see, yeah. those are actual, like, groomers. Those are actual people who actually want to advocate for pedophilia. Why is it Lambs of TikTok going after them? Like, why are we talking okay. about them? Those are actual I mean, they fucking do. pedophiles. They, they do. I don't see it. Lambs of TikTok, they're mostly focused on the queer stuff, man. Okay, currently our last super chat on the list right now, Samara Rao for $10. They say, for both debaters, approximately what pr proportion of homosexual or trans identity is uh, predicated by genetics versus the environment. It's like asking, Unknowable. like, yeah, it's like asking, like, uh, is the length or width of a rectangle more indicative of its area? Like, okay. do, you can't. Yeah, I mean, like, it, well, I mean, like, well, the, the problem is, is we just don't have the data. Like, we may eventually one day have that data, but like, we're technologically way, way behind on that. The best, and then, that and we then, have... and the problem is, is like, the data is getting even worse because now add like epigenetics like we, we know very little about epigenetics the best data that we have does suggest that you cannot meaningfully change someone's sexuality or gender identity especially not to a large degree you can't meaningfully change it so yeah, if, and that's, if, also, that was like, if, if a lot of people will confuse like genetic versus environmental to mean like choice versus not choice that's not the case I, i'm pretty comfortable saying that it is not a meaningful choice that people decide so the, the data seems to suggest that there's more fluidity for females, right? Um, especially than males. And like, we, we have a very kind of like, we have a very, I could say, um, I don't want to say sophomore. Uh, I don't know the quiet term, but very early 
kind of understanding of sexual imprinting in males and like how that leads to paraphilic disorders um, versus like sexuality and things like that. And to what degree those two things are different. I, I do think when it comes to like sexuality, it's, it's, it's probably more inherent than paraphilic disorders. Um, and so like, and so even that becomes problematic because of our lack of understanding. Um, but it does, we, it does seem to suggest that sexuality is a little bit more fluid for females in general, right? Like, you know, distribution, you know, distribution at all um, than it is for males. Gotcha. Uh, Surgeon General sent another super chat for $10 for our, this is from our wonderful moderator, Heat Shield for the charity. Thank you, brother. Amazing. So once Amazing. again, thank you again, Super Gen Surgeon General and Heat Shield. Thank you so much. So that's the end of our uh, super chat list. I will go ahead and move to the uh, non-super chat list from Udehef. I, I can't pronounce his last name. This name I'm so sorry, but uh, they ask um, education about sexual assault what is the woke groomer organization? What is this woke groomer organization? What? I don't understand the question. I'm sorry. Education about sexual assault. What? Oh, is that like the charity you're supporting? Is that a, was that a joke? Uh, it, it was much earlier in the debate. I can't even remember the. Uh, oh, the that, that might have been a joke. Uh, facetiously calling the charity you're yeah. supporting a groomer organization. Yeah, I don't fucking know. So sorry for ruining your joke. Um, from Atomic for ten dollars, they say, "Can we at least agree that nobody is talking about explicit sex with children? Saying homosexual slash transgender people exist is not the quote unquote grooming or indoctrination it's asserted to be by right wing news." No, can we all agree to that? No, you don't no. agree to that. No. Okay. I mean, is it large scale, like where, like, like in schools or something? No, of course not. But like, obvious, like, I mean, teachers don't have an increased or a decreased rate of sexual assault than, than like, than any other category, right? Um, so obviously, there's going to be legitimate pedophiles in any in any place. Um, when you say like what we're talking about, like, yeah, some of the founders are absolutely talking about that. But even those, the majority of queer theorists and founders are talking about, um, you know, some of them are talking about, like, you know, um, Gail Rubin, for example, is specifically advocating, you know, sexual sex between, um, you know, adult men and children. Um, but for the most part, they're talking, they're really, that's not really the goal. The goal See, is I, I, destruction of category and boundaries. I did a little bit of research on Gail and a, a later interview talking about that said that, no, that's misconstruing what she was arguing. That's <laughs> yeah, sure. absolutely not the case. You go no, read what, Thinking uh, Sex. It's a founding document. Like, I think like some of the like some really really specifics. Like, if a nineteen year old and a seventeen year old engage in sexual intercourse, we can that might be creepy depending on the circumstances. But we can say that's meaningfully different than like a ten year old, right? They can both be wrong, but they're not the same thing, right? As the resident libertarian, I'm not getting into this. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet okay. you have very interesting ideas on age of consent debates. <laughs> yeah, no, this is right. fucking. It's a stupid conversation. Age of consent should be 24. There you go. Okay. Okay. From opinion. Junk Shop Library, they say uh, they know they missed the opening statements, but they want to know: Is there a reason neither person arguing has their pronouns on the screen or in the description? I should I should have put mine in. They're he him. Minority. Yeah, I think the whole I think the whole pronoun thing is stupid. If you want to fucking, if someone, 
Like if someone has different pronouns and they're trying to pass as a different gender, you know, then fucking if they're not an asshole, respect their pronouns. At the same time, this idea of like come together for the pronoun game and like, you know, like it's somehow wrong that I don't present my pronouns. I think you can get from what I'm saying that I probably go by he, him, right? Like, I think it's just a silly thing. All right. And we got one more minute left on the clock. So uh, from Palmo. 316 um question for fabian do you make the conscious choice not to answer direct questions or is it a reflex i didn't i did not answer any direct questions i just i understand the bullshit that's packaged into the question so i answer the question appropriately like when so that's, when jingles so he, is asking me question. if queer people are attacked on the basis of their queer identity i'm saying i think that i said i think that all demographics are you know at some level are attacked off of their differences uh, if right? you had he to wants guess. to make it a unique victim yeah if you had to guess on the basis of like sexuality do you think straight people are attacked more or gay people are attacked more on the basis of their sexuality if you had to guess per capita right because obviously straight yeah per capita yeah such a larger group and we don't even um, have to be like physical attacks just like impugned Historically or now, I don't know. I don't know that both. I don't know. Historically, without a fucking doubt, um, uh, LGBT people have been attacked. Sweet. See, you're talking about now. If you're talking about now, I don't know that it would be statistically significant. Dude, a a, a third of the country still thinks that I shouldn't be able to be be married. Who who thinks that straight people shouldn't be able to get married? Don't equate those two. Come on, you know better. (laughs) But thank you for finally directly answering the question. No, it's all right. So that is the end of the question and answer section. We have all the questions. Thank you all for your questions. Um, I would apologize to you, Fabian, for that last one. I feel like I probably should have censored that one, but I didn't have a chance to read it before I read it out loud. So I'll give a fuck. Uh, hey, man, I made yeah. like 20 arguments that uh, Jangles ran away from. So I'm okay with a single answering, answering direct questions with direct answers that he doesn't like. Yeah, I don't well, like your answers because mine make more sense. We're, we have competing ideals of reality of what's more explanatory of phenomena. I think mine's reasonable and yours is moon logic. Mm. Well, 480,000 okay. citations, my friend. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you both cited. will join me in the after show, which is linked in the description below. Everybody, if you would like to uh, see the conversation continue, it's going to be an open mic section as well. So I will allow for one person in the audience to join at a time for a few minutes at a time as well. Uh, But before we go, I just want to say thank you to the moderators in the chat. Thank you to James for creating this platform. Thank you to everybody in the audience. And especially thank you to the debaters who are the lifeblood of the show. Like it if you loved it. Share it if you want to spread it and subscribe. As there are plenty more juicy debates coming your way that you don't want to miss. So once again, thank you, everyone. And remember to keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. Everybody have a great night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.